Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is NWS 681 for release on Sunday, March 13th, 2022. On the program today, the second VOA relay station in the Philippines. We'll have all the latest on shortwave broadcasting to Ukraine and our Philippine DX report from Henry Umarai. In our brief mini-series of topics here in WaveScan about the VOA, Voice of America, radio stations in the Philippines, we've presented the story about their first relay station, which began as a submarine operation under the callsign KZSO, which subsequently morphed into a land-based station, KZFM, in Manila City. We move on now to the story of their second relay station in the Philippines, which was located in the regional city Malalus on Luzon Island. Let's go back to the beginning now with Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. In October 1932, American radio station KSL installed a new 50-kilowatt medium-wave transmitter at a new transmitter site at Saltair, some 14 miles west of Salt Lake City. That new 50-kilowatt transmitter was a Western Electric Model 7A. Eight years later, in 1940, KSL constructed a new transmitter building on the same property at Saltair, and they procured another 50-kilowatt transmitter from the same manufacturer, Western Electric. This new transmitter was identified as a model WE407A, with the WE standing for Western Electric, and the designation 407A standing for the model number 7A in the year 1940. The old 7A from 1932 was removed from service by KSL. This 8-year-old 50-kilowatt transmitter was then taken over by OWI, the Office of War Information in the United States, and it was installed on board a ship intended for service in European waters during World War II. Under the name Project Phoenix, a 45-year-old Italian-made ship named the Triton Maris was modified for use as a mobile radio broadcasting station, and the XKSL transmitter was installed. However, deployment of this radio broadcasting ship to European waters was delayed for over four years, due to naval apprehension that this slow-moving vessel could become a liability in any active theatre of war. So General Douglas MacArthur grasped the opportunity, and instead ordered its deployment into the Pacific. The ship, Triton Maris, was moved to Hawaiian waters, and it was inaugurated as medium-wave radio broadcasting station KRHO on December 24, 1944, with a relay of programming from shortwave KRHO. The nearby land-based shortwave station KRHO was inaugurated on the same date, and both stations were on the air with a relay of VOA programming from the new California shortwave station, KWID. At the end of February in the new year of 1945, the Triton Maris was moved to the coastal waters off the recently liberated island of Saipan. 
The first broadcast from this new location, as monitored in New Zealand, was on March the 4th, 1945, and the call sign at this stage remained KRHO. Programming was again taken off-air from shortwave KRHO in Hawaii. However, in June, the transmitter was removed from the ship Triton Maris and reinstalled at Tanapag on Saipan Island. At this stage, a new call sign was employed for this now land-based medium-wave relay station, the now familiar KSAI. Medium-wave radio station KSAI was located on Saipan in a set of Quonset huts, which was also the location of the AFRS medium-wave station WXLD. KSAI was on the air on Saipan until the middle of the year 1946, when, according to some reports, it was simply abandoned. However, that's not the case. VOA documents show that the transmitter was subsequently removed from Saipan and reinstalled in the Philippines at a new VOA transmitter site at Malolos. This now historic medium-wave transmitter that had functioned under the call signs KSL, KRHO and KSAI was inaugurated at its new location as VOA Manila A on March 7, 1948. By now, that 16-year-old Western Electric 7A transmitter, still rated at 50 kilowatts, was noted on 920 kilohertz with programming directed towards Asia. Malolos is just a couple of miles inland from Manila Bay, about 20 miles north of Metro Manila, with a population of about 250,000. It's a city of tourist interest, particularly in regard to its historic background. An agreement between the Philippines and the United States for the establishment of a Voice of America relay station at Malolos was signed on September 4, 1947. This new VOA station would be installed in a leased building at the Balakan Trade School and in an open field area together with four subsidiary buildings. A photograph of the main building, as printed in the American radio journal Radio News, shows that one section of the main building had just a single story, while another part had two stories. A shielded receiver station was installed in a Quonset hut on the same property. Four radio transmitters were installed in that new VOA relay station, together with a bevy of shortwave antennas. So altogether, there was the 50-kilowatt medium-wave transmitter previously on the air consecutively as KSL, KRHO and KSAI, and also two RCA 50-kilowatt shortwave transmitters, model numbers M17330As, serial numbers 524 and 527. There was one RCA 7.5-kilowatt shortwave transmitter, and then there were five shortwave rhombic antennas strung from four towers, 75 feet tall, and one medium-wave antenna system on Blaunox Towers, 250 feet tall. The first test broadcasts on 11840 kHz shortwave were noted in Australia on September 1st, 1947, and regular programming began 10 days later on September 11th. The 50 kilowatt medium wave transmitter was activated on 920 kilohertz during the following year, on March 7, 1948. The programming feed was generally a shortwave relay from the Hawaiian VOA station KRHO. At the same time as VOA was on the air from the new Malolos station, so also was PBS, the Philippine Broadcasting System, with its own programming. 
The Malolo station was identified on air as KZFM for the PBS programming and as the Voice of America for VOA programming. On January 1st of the following year, 1949, the American call sign KZFM was amended to the new Philippine sequence as DZFM. The Malolos VOA relay station was planned for interim usage only, while construction work at two new and very large relay stations in the Philippines was underway at Poro and Tinang. The Poro station was activated in 1954, though Malolos was still retained for continued on-air service. VOA usage of the 50 kilowatt medium wave unit on 920 kHz was not terminated until June 30, 1967, more than 10 years after the superpower 1 megawatt transmitter at Poro was taken into service. Quite often, both medium wave transmitters carried the same programming, though the 50 kilowatt at Malolos was intended for local coverage of the Philippines and the 1 megawatt at Poro was intended for international coverage into Asia. When the new VOA relay station at Tinang was activated in 1969, the VOA usage of the Malolos relay station was closed, and the station was taken over completely by PBS under a new call sign, DZRP. Initially, a few QSL letters were sent out from the VOA relay station itself in Malolos, though regular VOA QSL cards were readily available from VOA headquarters in Washington, D.C., The interim and temporary VOA Malolos was on the air for a period of 21 years, stretching from 1948 to 1969. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. You're listening to WaveScan from Adventist World Radio. In view of the ongoing war in Ukraine, the BBC has added two daily two-hour broadcasts to Ukraine in English. They are at 1400 to 1600 UTC on 15735 kilohertz and 2000 to 2200 UTC on 5875 kilohertz. We recorded the beginning of that broadcast from an online SDR receiver in Russia with excellent reception. This is the BBC World Service, and on our website you can explore more of our programs from documentaries to science. Listen and download at any time by going to bbcworldservice.com. On air, online and on smartphone, this is the BBC World Service, the world's radio station. From our own correspondent after the bulletin. Oligarchs' accounts frozen, travel bans for all of them. More than a million Ukrainians leave their country. On the Hungarian border, the families on the move. After this bulletin of BBC World News. That was the BBC on 5875 kilohertz. And the BBC has added a frequently riveting podcast on their webpage called UkraineCast. And a Sky News team have been shot at in their car as they were leaving the capital, Kiev. So they were shouting, stop, and journalists... Journalists! 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 But the bullets kept on coming. Their chief correspondent, Stuart Ramsey, was hit. He's okay. Their camera operator, Ricky Mockler, took two rounds on his flak jacket, according to Stuart... 
I honestly have no idea how they got out of that alive. This is Ukrainecast from the BBC. Ukrainecast from BBC News. There is no purgatory for war criminals. They go straight to hell. That's from the BBC. In the trade journal Radio World, an article on March 7th by James Careless sheds more light on the BBC's strategy. I'll read part of James's article. He says, The BBC World Service is turning to shortwave radio to deliver trustworthy news to Russians now that the Kremlin is blocking Western media websites reporting on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The BBC World Service ended its Russian-language shortwave broadcasts in 2011. At that time, UK government budget cuts forced the BBC to eliminate five language services and focus seven others, including Ukrainian and Russian, on online, mobile, and television platforms. When asked if the Voice of America intends to revive shortwave broadcasts to Ukraine and Russia, a VOA public affairs officer noted, Our research indicates there are few shortwave sets in use in that part of the world, so it's not in our current plan to add shortwave broadcasts. However, we have begun a satellite TV station to provide additional content for Eastern Europe and are exploring other methods of transmission. Those were some excerpts from Radio World. Despite those comments from VOA, The Voice of America has recently added a daily audio program in English called Flashpoint Ukraine. Today is Thursday, February 24th. In a pre-dawn attack, Russia invaded Ukraine. One of our reporters recounts his experience. When I heard the first two explosions, rumbling explosions in the distance, towards the south of the city. And then we had from then on for about an hour, uh, sporadic flurries of, of thumps and rumblings. Leaders throughout the world quickly condemned Russia's actions and US President Joe Biden spoke from the White House on the day's events. For weeks, for weeks, we have been warning that this would happen. And now it's unfolding largely as we predicted. And later in the program, we hear from our correspondents on the ground in Ukraine as well as Russia. From the Voice of America, this is Flashpoint Ukraine. Good evening. I'm Steve Miller. Flashpoint Ukraine, interestingly, was not on shortwave, just on the Internet. But WRMI began airing it live this past week at 2100 to 2130 UTC, Monday through Friday, on 15770 kHz. The program will change time to 1930 to 2000 UTC on March 14th, and the shortwave frequency will remain 15770 kHz. Meanwhile, a group of people who would like to see more VOA and Radio Free Europe Radio Liberty programs on shortwave has begun a crowdfunding project to buy shortwave airtime for these programs. Their webpage is www.fundraiser, spelled F-U-N-D-R-A-Z or Z-R, dot com, slash radio waves. That's www.fundraiser, 
r a z r dot com slash radio waves. The project is called Short Waves for Freedom. They intend to buy airtime on multiple shortwave and medium wave stations. WRMI began broadcasting RFERL's Russian language program at 0200-0300 UTC on 7780 kHz during this past week. RFERL in Russian. Now to Austria. A news release from ORF1, the main news channel for Austrian public service broadcaster Österreichische Rundfunk, has expanded distribution of its news programs on shortwave. The release says that against the background of the war in Ukraine, the ORF is expanding its range of information via shortwave radio. In addition to the ORF1 Morgan Journal on 6155 kHz at 0600 UTC Monday through Saturday, the ORF now also offers the daily ORF1 Mitag's Journal on 13730 kHz at 1100 UTC, Monday through Saturday, and the ORF-1 Abendjournal on 5940 kHz at 1700 UTC, Monday through Friday and Sunday via shortwave. ORF Radio Director Ingrid Turner said, with this additional service, the ORF-1 radio journals can be received easily by German-speaking listeners throughout Europe including Ukraine. ORF emphasizes that these broadcasts are still available via shortwave, even when local mobile networks and other media infrastructures are no longer working. It is broadcast from the ORF Shortwave Broadcasting Center in Moosbrunn in Lower Austria, which is operated by the ORF subsidiary ORS. This was the end of a Sunday broadcast on 5940 kHz, as monitored on an SDR in Poland. Und den Riesentorlauf der Damen in Lenza Heide gewinnt heute die Französin Tessa Wally. Beste Österreicherin wird Katharina Liensberger als Sechste. Das war das Abendjournal an diesem Sonntag. Da bringen Sie noch einen angenehmen Abend mit den Sendungen von Ö1. Es ist gleich 18 Uhr und 15 Minuten. At 1700 UTC on Saturday, there is a relay from the ORF-1 domestic service on 5940 kHz. Aus der einzigen 24-Stunden-Nachrichtenredaktion Österreichs. Hier sind die Ö3-Nachrichten. Russische Angriffe verhindern die Flucht durch humanitäre Korridore in der Ukraine und nach dem Fund einer Frauenleiche in Lustenau ermittelt das Landeskriminalamt. Mein Mikrofon Verena Sophie Meyer. Es ist 1 Uhr. Die vereinbarte Waffenruhe und die Evakuierungsaktion. ORF1 from Austria. Meanwhile, Radio Ukraine International has still not returned to the internet or shortwave. 
The domestic service of Ukrainian radio is still heard on the internet. 15 година. Новини. Вітаю. Сьогодні 10-й день оборони України. В студії працює ведуча Людмила Тягнерядно. До головних новин на цей час. На Миколаївщині збили три вертольоти ворога. Ukrainian Radio is the most popular radio network in the country. Since the 22nd of February, Ukrainian Radio has been broadcasting around the clock, providing listeners with the most up-to-date and accurate information on the country's defense. Live broadcasts may be interrupted only during an air raid alert when presenters take cover in shelters. In response to a request by Ukrainian Radio, Czech Radio in the Czech Republic has launched an internet stream of Ukrainian Radio. The stream is available on the audio portal and in the mobile application of Czech Radio. The aim of the project is to make information about the war in Ukraine available daily to refugees and Ukrainians in the Czech Republic. And Czech Radio's external service, Radio Prague International, has launched a new podcast called News for Ukrainians in the Czech Republic, which focuses on practical information for Ukrainian refugees in the Czech Republic. The podcast is in Ukrainian. Опинитися в чужій країні без друзів, родичів та інформації – як це? Ми продовжуємо заповнювати інформаційний вакуум для українців, які шукають порятунку в Чехії у подкасті чеського радіо «Радіо Праг Інтернешнл» для українців у Чехії. Перед мікрофоном Сергій Драчук. That was the new Radio Prague International podcast in Ukrainian. Furthermore, the Prague Radio Symphony Orchestra will perform at a special fundraising concert at the Rudolfinum building in Prague on Monday, March 14th. All proceeds will be donated to the People in Need fundraising collection for Ukraine. Next on WaveScan, let's go to Henry Umatai in the Philippines with his DX report for this month. Hello everyone to our dear shortwave listeners, wherever you are welcome to the March 13th edition of the Philippine DX. This report number 180. I'm Henry Madain Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank our DXR friends for sending their reception report most recently. Mr. Toshiki. Chaboy in Tokyo, Japan, and Mr. Jan Sakari Alvarez in Cavite here in the Philippines. To all of you, thank you very much. Reception logs for February 2022. February 4, China Business Radio. China National Radio 2 on 17790 in Chinese. From Beijing at 030, SIO 333. February 11, Radio The Great Bays. China National Radio 7 on 15550 in Cantonese from Beijing at 0859 SIO 444. February 11, NHK World Radio Japan on 15280 in Japanese from Yamata at 0902 SIO 444. February 11, Radio Taiwan International on 12065 in Amoy 
from Kununura at 0910-SIO454. February 18, Rich Bian, Australia on 9860 in Korean from Palau Midorn at 0912-SIO555. February 18, KBS World Radio on 7275 in Korean from Kimchi at 0915-SIO433. February 18, Voice of China, China National Radio 2 on 17565 in Chinese from Beijing. At 0206 SIO 343, February 25, Radio Taiwan International and 15320 in English from Paochong, at 0345 SIO 433, February 25, NHK World Radio Japan and 15280 in Japanese from Yamata at 0716. SIO 454, February 25, Hope Radio and 9965 English from Palamidorn. At 0825 SIO 555, February 25, KBS Radio on 9770 in English from King J, 0941 SIO 343, February 25, Radio New Zealand International on 11725 in English from Ranjitaki at 0950 SIO 434 and February 25, KBS World Radio on 7275 in Japanese. From Kim J at 030 SIO343. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs, and information to PilipinasDX at gmail.com. That's P I L I P I N S D X for PilipinasDX at gmail.com. This has been Henry Omadai for Wavescan in Bacolod City, Nagrasco, Sedental, Central, Philippines, Saying Mabuhay, at Maraming Salamat. Thank you, Henry. I just want to mention a reception report re- that we've received recently here at Wavescan. It's from Richard Lemke in uh, Canada, St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. He says, I heard KVOH on 9975 kilohertz with Wavescan at 0300 UTC. A few times now I've managed to hear KVOH this late in the evening in my area. Richard is 58 years young, he says, and he's been a shortwave listener since 1982. And we end WaveScan today with folk music from Ukraine. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week on the program, the radio scene on the world's largest private property and our Bangladesh DX report, among other things. Several QSL cards are available for your reports on the program. Send your AS, uh, your AWR and KSDA reception reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for QSLs from AWR is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for QSL cards from AWR is... Adventist World Radio, 
P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone.